Hey everybody, as I prepare for the next season of Podcast Workflows, I wanted to give you a little preseason bonus episode that is a coaching call I had with Amy. Amy was struggling to get good conversations from her guests. She has a, a pretty technical podcast, technical in the professional sense, not in the techie sense, like computer sense. She interviews lawyers, attorneys, and people in the legal space. And so she has a hard time writing those stories. And what prompted her to reach out to me was she attended a webinar I hosted where I talked about seven mistakes that podcasters make and and one is not forming the narrative. And so she hopped on a coaching call with me and we talked about how to leverage a pre-interview to elicit those good questions and those good conversations. And we talked about a storytelling format where instead of her just doing a straight conversation, she can record the questions and answers, grab the answers, and then write a story around it. So I really enjoyed this call with Amy. I think that she has the uh, drive and the resources to be able to do some of the things we talked about. I'm really excited about where her show is going to go from here. So this is pretty much a straight call. Uh, not to, I edited some parts out for clarity, and I edited, I, I added a little disclaimer kind of at one point where um, we wanted to protect the identity of some people that we were talking about. But other than that, it's a pretty straightforward conversation. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, if you want to get all of the show notes and learn more about. Uh, what Amy is doing, check for the link in the description in your podcast player, and you can join my mailing list over at podcastworkflows.com. Otherwise, here is my conversation with Amy. Okay, so your employer told you you should start a podcast. So tell me a little, the thing that I like to, well, I always like to ask the first question, like, what's your biggest struggle? And then I'm like really into process stuff. So I'd love to know like how you produce your podcast but it sounds like the harder part for you is actually getting like the good conversations that's the hard part okay is everything's pretty high and dry yeah. uh, it's I mean yeah so when you were talking about stories like that totally rings 100% to me 100% because I'm also a copywriter oh okay stories so I love nice. stories. I'm all about it yeah. So it's like, man, I so want to tell stories, but I know like, cause when you talk about developers and how they, they answer questions directly, it's like, Oh gosh, mm -hmm. come on, let's add some fluff. Let's add some fluff. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that you could do. I shared, I do these like deep dives on podcast workflows and I just did one on one of my favorite shows, history daily. About how, and I think I mentioned this during the the live stream, but like, yeah. they'll take a seemingly dry topic and turn it into this really interesting story. So this creates more work in the edit, but something that you could do is get the answers from the, from your guest, and then you could weave stories around the answers. So at this point, I ask Amy to tell me a little bit about a horror story or a bad guess that she had. And she gets pretty specific. She doesn't name names, but I think that anybody familiar with her show and certainly the people who are on that show 
would know who she's talking about here. So to protect Amy and protect her, I'm going to recount this a little bit and, and have some of her commentary that's heavily edited. But basically she had a guest where she had multiple folks, including at least one attorney, and she really wanted to talk about one aspect of, like a common aspect of these people. So, you know, if it's an attorney-client thing, Maybe she has the attorney and the client who's willing to talk about their case. But in this case, the person that she wanted to talk to the most didn't say much. And the other person basically just spent the whole time pitching their services. So she didn't really get a good recording that she could use out of this and and that's i wanted to provide a little bit of context there so that i didn't have to recount her whole story and possibly give away to people in the know who she's talking about i learned my lesson with this one so what this podcast episode was was an attorney and this guy and they were both talking about how it helps bring in clients so i was hoping to get more of the attorney on the podcast but it was just one giant pitch yeah. And I did not see that one coming. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is what ended up happening was thankfully these aren't recorded live. I just record them yeah. and then I go back and I add my own stuff, kind of like what you were saying. Yeah. So this is like, this is where a pre-interview will save me too. Cause like I've gotten pitches. I got somebody who was like, I'd love to come on your podcast. Also, this episode needs to be out by this date. And I'm like, oh, no, you, what you're talking about is sponsorship. Like that's this. If you want if you want a specific date and want to talk about specific things, that is something you pay for. But he was talking about like time management, which really good for both developers and creators. Right. And like basically anybody almost. So I kind of read him the riot act before he recorded. And I was like, if there's like a whiff of pitching your thing in this episode, it will not air. Oh uh, man, <laughs> that's great. Um, I need to be bold like you. Yeah. I mean, like that's, you know, I mean, I'm from New York, so like we're just very candid and direct. It sounds like I need to, okay, be more of a New Yorker and be more <laughs> bold because we email back and forth. What I ran into is that I would pre-interview these people yeah and the i don't know if this is what it's like for you but it's always the same thing like it'd be i'd be like all right it's like gonna be a 10 minute phone call me and you we've never spoken before or like yeah. even before the podcast yeah like the day of and before i'm able to hit record they give me all the juicy stuff like right off the bat like oh, all yeah. the good stuff yeah and then That's... i'm like why aren't you this yeah. isn't the podcast yet. Don't tell me this now. Yeah. So that that happens to me all the time, but that's good, right? Because I write it down and then I say, okay, save that energy, keep it. I'm going to ask you the same thing during the recording, okay? And, and most, it- I mean, at least most people in my space understand, like, I'm going to ask them as if I've never heard it before. Right. Right. So it's like, so, you know, oh, you were telling us about, you know, some interesting, I don't know, I, I don't know if you interview trial lawyers or not, but like an interesting court case or whatever right or like estate planning you know like how do we make that interesting right like so you were telling me this thing can you give us the details of that right like something like that right like tee it up so that they can they can tell that story again because like most lawyers have good stories right 
they or do, should. But, but they're like, that's confidential information. I'm like, right. Yeah. yeah just don't use names right <laughs> so, so what i'll do so if they so if they do that what i would do is i will create a fabricated scenario that is very similar to the one where they can't give the details let's say i didn't have a contract in place with a client they prepaid me for work and then disappeared for four years now they're asking for the money back. Do I have to give them that money? Right. So like usually I would paint that picture, like paint a picture like that, right? Where they don't have to, they could give their non-binding advice as a professional. Because this is the other thing. Like every lawyer I've had on on my show, every, like it's all the time. I've had a couple. And I'm like, you want to throw a disclaimer at the beginning that anything they hear on the show is not legal advice and that they should consult a real lawyer in their field or whatever. They're like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I'm like, yeah, I know it's a good idea. <laughs> so, All right. So adding that disclaimer would really help. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause then like, cause you know, there are people who'd be like, well, I heard this on a podcast and I'm like, all right, well, that's like not advice for you. Right. I always, if I talk about like copyright or something, I'm always like, I'm not a lawyer. <laughs> Let's be clear. This is how I understand it, <laughs> but I'm not, don't, don't think I'm right. So, yeah, like having that disclaimer might, you know, you could always say like, oh, yeah, we have a whenever we have a lawyer on the show, we have a pre-recorded disclaimer at the beginning that says, you know, the things that you hear on this show should not be considered legal advice. And you should, you know, consult a lawyer in your state or your country or whatever, you know, however you can wordsmith that part, I think. Right. And that might that might help open them up a little bit. And then like creating these hypothetical situations instead of asking them like direct, direct details about a case could also open them up a little bit. Yeah. So those are the things that I would generally recommend. Like, and again, like the pre-interview don't like, don't worry about guests repeating things in the pre-show and the main show, because you know, this is, this is for you, you. You're eliciting information that you want to be stated on the main show, right? So even if you repeat like everything you talk about on the pre-show for your audience, like that's fine. Cause now you can also think of good follow-up questions or thing like context to add as well. That's um, true. Yeah. And then again, the other thing I do like, depending on how much editing and I know it's almost lunchtime and I don't want to keep you, but again, I'd like to learn a little bit about your process because based on how you do post-production, you could like basically at like ask like just ask questions record the whole interview and then record your they're called interstitials right the things that you put in between their answers later and kind of sew it all together so that it's you telling the story and then you're using their answers to supplement right so you know joe casabona had been a web developer for 20 years and he was working with a client on and off for a good portion of that, then the relationship went sour. Here's how. Then you might want to have a, a clip of a lawyer you're talking to going like, it doesn't matter if you're friends with the person, you always need to have a contract in place. Joe didn't have a contract in place, right? <laughs> like that's like that sort of stuff where it's, it's almost like your podcast and you're using their answers to support what you're talking about. Is that successful? Hugely. Like Serial does that, right? Like Serial and Suspect. 
like the true crime shows, right? Where they're weaving the story and then they're getting like clips from the people involved, the the guy in jail, the the public defendant who's trying to get them out of jail, whatever. Cause then like cause then you can control it a lot more. And I generally don't recommend this to people unless they have like the time and the ability or the the time and the budget to do that kind of editing. I do all the editing. So I I mean I use Camtasia. It's nice. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's not a big deal. I just don't know how to properly do the podcast. I figured like the conversational style would have been the way to go. But how you're saying like I could let me make sure I understand you right. So I'm recording a conversation with a lawyer mm-hmm. and I'm asking them the questions and we're having a conversation. And then I go into editing and I only grab like the really good answers. And then I go back and I film myself because it's also video too. Yeah. So I film myself weaving the stories in between their answers. Yeah, that's and like I mean maybe if it's a good conversation, right? You you keep it conversational, but like if you're getting like short answers or boring answers, right? Then and the way to do it, and this is something you'd have to keep like I would probably if I was doing it this way, I would keep a post-it note like right here to be like pause after their answer. Okay. And pause and because you want to make sure that you're leaving. And I mean, I guess if you're just getting their track, it doesn't matter, but you want a little bit of a gap to make it a little easier to edit. Yeah. But yeah. Cause then, then you're essentially, and I'm like jumping all over the place, but then you're essentially getting like B roll, right? For the actual, like this is like, did oh, ever watch The Daily Show? Okay. So on The Daily Show the, or, or Colbert, right? They would have these ridiculous interviews with real people but they weren't being serious journalists. Like there's no way that they just like release that interview unedited. Right. Because they're, they're editing for comedic impact. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like how Jay Leno's like man on the street interviews. They only picked the dumbest people. Right. Most people probably know who the first president was, but like the five people who were stupid enough to be like King George or whatever, like (laughs) those are the people that they really like, milked the the footage out of right so yeah so you could definitely do it that way and it's a it's really interesting founders will do this too right where they hire a podcast production company and the host that they hire is basically just there to to elicit good answers from the founder so that the founder has a podcast because they can't just talk on their own, right? <laughs> like right. some people have a hard time talking for 20 minutes, a half hour straight. I obviously don't have that problem because I'm really, I talk a lot. But like, you know, some people are like, what would I even talk about, right? So like the job of the interviewer, here's what you can talk about. So I know I gave you a lot of stuff there. I hope, hopefully it was, there were at least a couple, I, I a couple of things that you can maybe start trying. Well, now I'm, thank you so much, by the way. And I'm really glad you recorded this. Um, (laughs) So what were your examples of the ones where they only use the main clips? Mm, Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a lot from Wondery is the podcast network. So like Wondery, Wondery, uh, Wonder with a Y at the end of it. Suspect is one. So that's a true crime podcast where basically the journalist is telling a story and then they're using, you know, 
not footage, but audio that they got from the people they interviewed to supplement and support what they're talking about. So it'll be like, you know, Leon was just a kid. He didn't even know what was going on when he was arrested. And then like they'll cut to Leon talking about how like, I had no idea what I was doing, man. And then now that I'm in my 40s, I know better or whatever. Like, so like, it's like sort of like that. Something closer to what you might do. My friend Yang Su Chung has a podcast called First Class Founders. And so he will interview a founder and and he'll grab the story and he'll basically do the same thing. So he'll be like, you know, Kay, he used to be a, a, a Wall Street or an investor at BlackRock. And he was well on his way to making a million dollar salary. And then he quit. And then it'll cut to Kehi talking about how like they always say the best time to quit is after next year's bonus. And I was in that cycle. And then one year I just decided it's time to go. Right. So like, that's the sort of thing that I think could work really well for you. So, and it does take a little pre like pre thought, right. If you're going to have like an estate planning lawyer or whatever, right. You're going to want to know the hook, right. Like before, and then kind of ask those questions to elicit answers you might be like worst case scenario what happens if you know both parents die in a car accident and they leave a kid behind or whatever right ask them that question and then you don't necessarily have to lead in with that but you could say like how important is estate planning well i asked johnny lawyer over here i'm so good at coming up with names i asked johnny lawyer what could happen to kids in the event of an untimely death of both parents and then you have that answer. And then you could be like, you know, as a mother of two kids myself, that really hit home for me. Oh man, you're giving me so many ideas. Okay. Does it, does it have to be structurally the same though? Like, like with each podcast episode, like is it okay if like one is like conversational style, me and the other person, cause it's a really good conversation. This is a great time to experiment, right? <laughs> like maybe maybe one format works right like like look at your best performing episode so far see how that's done switch up the format a little bit and then kind of see how that does over time and again like if you have like a couple of good interviews right like just release them as you normally would but then like when you get a bad one you'd be like all right i'm gonna try this this perfect yeah oh my gosh thank you so much yeah no problem I thought all all of them had to be the same. <laughs> no, I like, I am bullish on mixing it up. So for like the first 150 episodes of my podcast, I asked the same five questions. Oh, see, that's, yeah, that's yeah. me. And like, it was okay for the first hundred or so episodes, but then I started to notice my downloads going down, right? Because like more people were podcasting and yeah. it just didn't, it didn't become very interesting after a while. And so then I mixed it up. So now I have... The interviews I still do, and they're not, they're never the same five questions. They're very guest specific. I have solo episodes where it's like me talking for 20 minutes on a topic. And every Friday, I have a, a five to 10 minute episode about a specific tool that I've been trying and enjoying. That so, is so cool. Yeah. I got to so like, get, I got to get on your podcast and start listening. Yeah. That's cool. So you mix it up and you're yeah. able to see 
what works best. Yeah. What does well, right? What doesn't do well? What guests resonated more? Stuff like that, right? And and as you experiment more, you kind of see, oh, like this really, the, the only problem is, right? It's like if you do this one and it takes you like forever and it like kills it. Now you're like, oh man, now I'm on the hook for like 10 hours of work for every episode. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So. so do you do the video too, or is it just audio? I just do audio right now. I release the audio only on YouTube. And for my solo show, I keep the camera rolling. Um, oh, okay. And so I'll use that to like release clips and stuff. So, yeah, yeah so okay. I don't do the the video editing side of things just because like I think, you know, again, I've been podcasting for like over 10 years. Oh, and so like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so time. I had um, no idea. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've been doing it for a while. So I've made like every mistake. (laughs) I feel so much better now. Yeah, absolutely. Like I, my first show was like legit, just like me and three friends, like talking about something we knew nothing about. (laughs) I was like, we should have a podcast. It's just like a barroom conversation. Like, do you know how terrible that podcast is? It's terrible. Well, it's kind of like Seinfeld, a show about nothing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Except like there were good writers on Seinfeld. Right. Uh, and like, it was just like, oh, so like, what's this Bitcoin thing? Like, oh, I don't know. I think it's like digital money. Like that was like oh. an actual episode. We did an episode on Bitcoin and none of us researched Bitcoin. Like we just started talking about it on Skype. Oh, you're just BSing. At this point, we had to end the conversation because uh, Amy's kids were getting hungry. Uh, Amy was a few hours behind me, time zone wise. And so my kids had already eaten, but hers had not. So um, we this was a really good place to stop it, though, I think, because we covered a lot of ground. Right. I told her a little bit about my experience making all of the mistakes, how she can mix up her formats and test a little bit. And one of the things, the important things I think here was her allowing her guests to add a disclaimer, right? This was something, like I said, that I've done with some of my lawyer guests and other professional guests because people hear professional talking and and they're going to think that's legal advice, right? And so this makes, in my experience, especially attorneys hesitant to say things definitively. So adding that disclaimer, having that pre-interview will definitely open the guests up a little bit more. If you like this and you want your own coaching call, you can head over to podcastliftoff.com slash coaching. There are a few options there. And uh, be sure to be on the lookout for more episodes of this show coming out very soon. Thanks so much for listening. And I can't wait to see what you make. Hey, before you go, I want to tell you about a free resource I have called my podcast process templates. They are a set of Notion documents that give you a full podcast planner, a show planner, and even some AI prompts to help you get the creative juices flowing. You obviously want to improve your podcast workflows and save time. And these templates will give you a basis for all of your other processes. Through my Notion and Airtable templates, I am able to automate a number of things as well as stay organized so that I am using my podcasting time more efficiently. If you want to get your hands on these templates completely for free, you can head over to podcastworkflows.com slash templates. That's podcastworkflows.com slash templates to get your free podcast process templates today.